0: Hello everyone, welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled, Some Cultivation Insights While Participating in the Media, by a Western practitioner in the United States. The article was published on the Minghui website on October 5, 2023. Greetings, revered master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. I began practicing Falun Dafa in 2013. About a year after I began practicing, I started writing and translating articles for the Falun Dafa Info Center in Bulgaria. I had previously translated movie scripts in Bulgaria, and I've always felt that writing was my passion. The chief editor of the project had more than eight years' experience writing for the U.S. Epoch Times, and she was able to manage media as well. I was very excited to be part of this important project, since I believed that I had some writing skills. I assumed everything I wrote would be accepted and published. However, soon after the chief editor took over, she harshly criticized my articles and my translations. She repeatedly returned them to me, but did not give me any advice or suggestions about what I did wrong or how I could improve. She always said, learn from the way I edited your work, or read other articles to learn how to write yours. I felt disappointed at first, and then I became upset. My frustration gradually turned into hatred, and I started thinking about leaving the project, not because I felt that I wasn't good enough, but because I felt the chief editor did not appreciate my talent. I reminded myself that I was a practitioner, so I did not confront her, but I did resent her. I lost my enthusiasm and was barely taking any assignments. One day the project coordinator contacted me and offered to help me put together my articles. He also had many years of experience working for the Epoch Times, and he emailed me his training books on journalism that he used to educate himself when he started working there. I sent every article I wrote to him, and he returned it to me with detailed remarks about what needed to be changed or improved and how. I noticed that the chief editor approved these articles without making any comments, because she obviously found them well written. After some time, the chief editor told me that I improved, and asked me to submit my articles directly to her, because she felt I was now able to write, without additional help. I was very excited to finally hear a compliment from her, and I told the coordinator who had been helping me. He was very happy that his assistance had had positive results. Then he explained the reason he offered to help me was because the chief editor was sick of fixing my articles, and she planned to dismiss me from the project. He stood up for me and assured her that I had potential, but just needed some training. She obviously agreed and gave me a second chance. When I heard this, I felt like I had been slapped in the face. I felt ashamed, humiliated, and angry. My initial reaction was, who does she think she is to decide whether I stay on the project or not? But I calmed down and realized that I must look at the situation as a Fallen Dafa practitioner and not as an ordinary person. I remembered that the chief editor wrote more than 300 articles for the Epoch Times. She was also interviewed on TV and introduced Dafa and talked about the persecution, the organ harvesting, and clarified the truth. Most of these interviews were aired on primetime television. In 2002. When the Chinese embassy tried to ban Falun Dafa from holding public events, she filed a lawsuit with The Hague International Court against them. As a result, the ban was lifted, and every year Falun Dafa practitioners are able to protest in front of the Chinese embassy in Sofia on significant dates. When I examined myself, I realized that I had been wrong all along. First of all, when I joined the project, I did not have any real previous experience, and instead of educating myself, I only relied on my writing skills. When I compared the edited articles with my original versions, I was jealous of the professional way the chief editor rewrote them, and I egotistically thought that she obliterated my natural talent, and these articles sounded more like her than like me. I never considered how much time and effort she spent to edit my work. I remembered that once her husband, who was also working on the project, mentioned that on weekends she spent more than 12 hours editing articles, and she was exhausted, because just like the rest of us, she had a regular, demanding, full-time job. I realized that not only was I selfish, bitter, and jealous, but I was also consumed by a desire to show off. I forgot that I was working on this project to save sentient beings, not to prove myself as a writer. I was in a competitive mindset instead of a state of compassion. I was not acting like a Falun Dafa practitioner at all. I was the furthest thing from it, in fact. Why didn't I respect her experience and phenomenal efforts to validate DAFA and to make the media look professional and successful? My ego and emotion were bigger than the responsibilities I was shouldering as a practitioner. All these realizations made me firmly determined to correct myself. I totally changed my attitude. I started putting extra effort into my writing, and I edited and checked the articles multiple times before I sent them to her. I carefully checked her edits and examined her corrections. Not long after that, she told me that she was spending less time on my work and she praised my improvement. Meanwhile, another team took over the Bulgarian Falun Dafa Info Center. My chief editor started a brand new media project and she invited me to be part of it, which was a huge acknowledgement of my efforts. I started by suggesting different topics to write about and she gave me the freedom to write whatever I deemed appropriate. This time, my articles needed almost no editing. My articles even started gaining some attention, and I was invited by a Bulgarian TV station three times to discuss some of the topics. I also offered to help with the leisure column for the new media with poems and fiction that I wrote in my free time. The chief editor happily embraced the idea after reading the first few articles, and she called me to tell me that my writing talent had bloomed in front of her eyes like a butterfly. She was extremely happy and honored to witness my growth. This totally unexpected praise confirmed that I was on the right path. In May of 2020, Bulgarian practitioners launched the Epoch Times Bulgaria, and I was invited to be part of this project as well. When new writers join the team and I see their amateur work and their sometimes negative attitude, I remember my own experience and tell them my story. I always share the lessons that I've learned and remind them that we are in the media not to prove ourselves, but to save people. We absolutely cannot do this if we can't meet the high standards as professionals and as cultivators. We need to approach each project with Falun Dafa's guiding principles, truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance, and even more so when it comes to Dafa media projects. Only then will we be able to cooperate, work well with each other, and most importantly, reach the hearts and souls of our audience. As a person engaged in media projects, I need to read lots of news, and as we all know, the news these days is rather discouraging. Seeing the rapid deterioration of people's moral standards, politicians' lies, doctors, scientists, and the mainstream media all serving a political agenda with total disregard for human life, I sometimes felt hopeless. A week ago, I shared these gloomy thoughts with that same practitioner who had helped me with my writing, and he reminded me of what Master said in the article on the responses to the piece about assistant souls. Quote, If we are to save sentient beings, we cannot eliminate lives across the board. We still need to see whether they can be saved. During this process, naturally, lives are going to act in a positive or negative way, and this is something that is bound to happen during the Fa rectification. There is no need to overreact when you see a being acting negatively during this time when things are such a mess study the fa well do the three things well and you will have all that you need the old forces are now in fact being disposed of after having been judged to be demons against fa rectification master is here and the fa is here so nothing will get out of hand Unquote. this is my understanding at my limited level Please kindly point out anything inappropriate. Thank you, revered master, for the most precious gift in life. Thank you, fellow practitioners.
1: The following is an experience-sharing article entitled An Atheist Becomes a Fallen Dafa Practitioner by a Fallen Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on October 6, 2023. I grew up in an atheist family, indoctrinated by the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, I became a stubborn atheist and did not believe that there is a god in the world. When my husband decided to practice Falun Dafa despite the persecution by the CCP, I thought he was stupid. I always found fault with him no matter what he did, but he never argued back. I often got angry and threatened to divorce him. I burned a Dafa book and slandered Dafa. He warned me that blaspheming Dafa would bring me karmic retribution, but I ignored it and made jokes about it. I accumulated a great deal of karma because of my ignorance, which later led to many hardships in my life. In 2002, I had a dream that I was hit in the back by tree branches falling from a tall building. Both my husband and I agreed that the dream portended misfortune. Part 1 benefits from Dafa. The day after the dream, my motorcycle collided with a large tricycle and I was badly injured. On the way to the hospital, my husband asked me to recite, fallen Dafa is good and truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. My whole body was still shaking and I was not sure if I would survive. So I listened to him and recited the words with him three times. I did not feel any pain when the broken bone was set and the big wound on my head was sutured. As my husband says, some really extraordinary things can occur in this world. Since the accident, I never had bad dreams again. I felt like something was always around to remind me and thus decided not to talk nonsense about Daffa anymore. My husband said, You did not die in this accident and only received a scar on your face, nor did you lose any limbs. And you now understand the truth of fallen Dafa. Many people today don't know that there are gods and Buddhas. In my mind, I still looked down on my husband and did not believe that Dafa was good. Not long after, I developed heart disease and was treated with Chinese and Western medicines for three years. Not only did my heart disease continue, but I also had problems with stomach and chest pains. My life was really difficult. One night, I was seriously ill and could not breathe. I thought my life was coming to an end, and I became scared. The next day, my husband said that I had to practice daffa to get better if I did not want to get treated in the hospital. Thinking that my family business was losing so much money at that time, I decided to practice Falun Dafa, as I had nothing to lose. On the third day after the exercises, I felt much better. Part 2. Becoming a Dafa Practitioner Although I got better, I still did not believe that practicing the exercises for three days was more effective than taking medicine for three years. It must be the effects of the medication. More than a month passed and my health was fine. I thus found an excuse and stopped the practice. My illness came back one month later. I told my husband that I might as well do the exercises again. My husband said, don't mess around this time. You not only have to complete the five exercises daily, but you must also read Juan Fallen, the main book of Fallen Dafa. Performing the second set of exercises, Fallen Standing Stance, was hard for me the first time, but I persisted in keeping my arms up till the end of the exercise. I had a dream that night. I dreamed that there was a hole in my thumb and water, with many ants in it, flew out of the hole. I felt extremely uncomfortable, like being bitten in the heart by tens of thousands of ants. I knew that Master was cleansing my body. Every sentence in Juan Fallen struck me, and all the principles were well explained. I read it three times in a row. I even complained to my husband for not telling me to read the book sooner. My distorted mind has changed since then. I returned to my intrinsic nature. Life was so wonderful and happiness was always with me. My Celestial Eye was opened and I saw some beautiful scenes. There are really gods and Buddhas in the world. The CCP has been lying to people. Atheism is harmful and many people in China are still living as miserably as I was in the past. I am grateful that Master has saved me again and again. He did not despise me as a sinful person. I sincerely hope that everyone knows the goodness of Dafa and can be free of their suffering as soon as possible. I went back to work after my health was restored. Because of my busy work, I had less time to study the Fa, and my cultivation gradually fell behind. It wasn't until 2018, when we sold our house and I was less stressed, that I started cultivating hard again. Saving people became more critical during the pandemic. I had to break through my attachment of fear in order to talk to people face-to-face. At first, I went out with my husband to distribute truth-clarifying materials. When he was busy, I went out with other practitioners. We sometimes had to walk up and down as many as 30 floors. But I did not feel tired. A fellow practitioner and I work particularly well together and can often help 6 to 15 people a day quit the CCP. Compared to those diligent practitioners, I am still not doing enough. I will continue to work hard in my cultivation.